The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back in to our number two of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yao, joined by Mo Patton and the illustrious potentate Coach Mike here in the Lee Company studio. We got to tell you, this segment is brought to you by our good friend Jason Egley. Jason Egley with Farmers Insurance is Happy to be your local farmer's agent. You can give them a call at 615-250-2723, 615-250-2723, and you can get a discount if you are an educator. So coaches, teachers, all of you listening, definitely give Jason Egley a call at Farmer's Insurance. Underwritten by Farmer's Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now, we go to the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, where we are joined by our esteemed friend, Mr. Chip Walters. Good morning, Chip. Your level of esteemed is low. Hey. But thank you, and good morning. (laughs) Sir, have you met us? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. How are you guys doing this morning? We're doing all right for a Monday, man. We're doing yeah. all right. Yeah, for for a Monday in the summer, we are um, we are about recovered now from spring fling, I think, and and trying to figure out what we're going to do with the next eight weeks or so. So, um, well, I heard you heard you guys talking American Legion baseball. That's a, a staple in Columbia for the summer. You know, it really Has is. For years. Yeah, and I wasn't really aware of just how much of a staple it was until I got to town a few years ago. But it's you know it's it's pretty big and it's pretty good ball. I mean, like Scott Beasley was saying, you're you're talking about a bunch of kids who, in a lot of instances, were the best players on their high school teams kind of coming together and making a team and it's 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 fun ball it, as much for them as for some of the teams that come in here and play so um it's pretty high caliber stuff yeah back uh back in the day back in the 70s uh when i when i was a kid and my 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 uncle uh 
Donnie's been involved with American Legion baseball at post 19 for a long, long time. And, but I, I will, I can tell you that back in the, uh, in the late, mid to late seventies, just the, the, the reach of post 19's tentacles, uh, they were probably, you know, back in those days, you didn't have all the travel teams and all mm-hmm. that. You had your local little league, you had your local Babe Ruth, but then you had like American Legion baseball. You had uh, post 19, you had, uh, you had a team in Lawrenceburg, Pulaski, Shelbyville, uh, Tullahoma, Manchester area, Gallatin, uh, Donaldson, Post 5. But then you had like the Shootiques, where the Shootiques, before Twitty City came along, the Shootiques were, were it. They, they, played were. Out at T, they, they played out at TPS, the baseball field that had no outfield fence. <laughs> you just hit it as far as you could hit it and, and run as far as you could run. But back in the seventies, the the post nineteen was it was the best team in Southern Middle Tennessee. That's if you were an elite player, that's where you played. And uh, I remember one summer they had a, a pitcher uh, you might have heard of. His name was Mike Rhodes uh, out of uh, Perry County. Mm-hmm. He was he was a pretty doggone good baseball player, as well as uh, being able to. To uh, to shoot the jump shot, the but country, the and, country in town and country at Vanderbilt. That's correct, and and his his best friend Jimmy Henson uh, was a catcher from also from Linden, and they they came together. And if you know Jay Henson uh, in Nashville, mm-hmm. that's Jay's dad. I was just about and, uh, I, when you said that name, I thought, I wonder if he's related to Jay. I'm sure yeah, he is. <laughs> he is, and Jimmy was uh, Jimmy passed away. Jimmy was in a boating accident. Uh, were a propeller oh. on a boat down in the river, uh, got his the back of his neck, and he was a paraplegic and uh, oh. broke his neck, and, and, and he was paralyzed for a long time. Had a great attitude about life, and and uh, and he and Mike, you know, friends for life, and and uh, so that was kind of that was kind of interesting, and and uh, and this was back when George Miles and Jack Stanfield were were managing and coaching. The team before Mickey got involved, and and who has now had a great run, you know, and and uh, and and the baton has been handed off again. But but uh, boy, there were some great nights down in in Pillow Park uh, watching American Legion baseball. Well, again, um, this team playing now out at Columbia State, out at Dave Hall Field, and it's um, right. it's a great it's a great way to spend a weeknight if you get tired of watching the Braves or whatever else you might be doing. So, yeah, uh, I don't I don't think, as we were saying, not sure what the chances are of getting tomorrow's doubleheader against Huntsville Post 237 in. Um, the next time they would play close would be a week from tomorrow against Pulaski Post 60. That game will either be at Martin Methodist or at Sam Davis Park, not sure which. And then they're scheduled to play at home on June 23rd against Old Hickory. So um, we will try to keep you all up with that information on the website, sm-tnsports.com. They also have a website of their own, Post 19 Baseball, so you can follow along. But, um, Chip, what's going on on campus these days summer classes yeah uh the let's see what is today today is june 7th so 
the 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 Maymester or uh, it was when we were in school it was called intercession, but mm-hmm. they've ch- they've changed it now. I think that is just about complete. The June session is getting underway. They'll have another July session of classes, um, and then. Uh, but this past weekend was the first weekend where uh, the football staff could have their uh, their evaluation camps or those the elite camps as you might want to call it. Mm-hmm. So it was. I, I don't know how many they had. I'll, I can find out, but they were everywhere coming in there on Friday night to register to, you know, get, get registered in and get whatever, you know, t-shirts and packets and whatever they have to do. But, you know, as of June one, coach, the, the evaluation on campus visits, coaches going out, all of that, all of that changed. And uh, so uh, I was talking to stock one day and he, he, he said, he did say that because of, you know, basically every high school player in the country got overlooked last year because coaches couldn't go out and, you know, evaluate. They couldn't bring them on campus to evaluate them during, you know, he, he said his expectation was that everybody's elite camps were going to be just completely blown wide open because none of these kids had a chance to get in front of of college coaches outside of video. So, and, uh, and so far he's right because this was their first, and they have four straight weekends of this in June. And, uh, and, and, and uh, the first weekend was, was jam packed. And I'm not sure if they've, um, if they break them up into different position groups or, how, or if it's just, you know, come one, come all. And, and you, you get a lot of stuff like, you know, measurables and, and all that kind of stuff while they're here. And, and it's interesting how other pro they, how programs are working with each other uh, in the sense that while there was a camp going on here, there were a few members of uh, middle staff that went to Knoxville for a day uh, for one of their camps to evaluate players there they also went to uh, Kennesaw for a camp there and other schools. I think Michigan was coming in here uh, for one of middle's camps. I'm not sure when that is, but, but there was a couple of other schools that were coming here and they, they all kind of share almost combine like sharing of information. So that's kind of interesting how they go about that. Divide and conquer. huh? I, I guess, I guess, you know, get out. It's an opportunity for, you know, if you can, if you can do that, if you've got, you know, your folks, all your, like all, all of your GAs and analysts and video people and all that kind of stuff kind of run in the stations at your own camp, then you can send your, you know, coaches who are able to recruit, you can actually send them out or some of them out to uh, different camps. So, Kids are getting they're getting a hard look this summer, and uh, so it's it's uh, it, it, it is that is the, that's what's going on. It is uh, it is a camp season there. Uh, the other thing uh, is right now we get into the news doldrums, as you well know. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the, at this point of the year, now that baseball is done, you still 
have a couple of track people that are going uh, in the nationals, but other things like postseason, you know, all academic teams, things like that. Those come out. Other events like the uh, the Blue Raider Blitz. That full schedule has now been released. Uh, what else is there? Um, oh, the uh, this was kind of interesting, and it kind of caught me by surprise a little bit. Was in a good way that uh, it's interesting that Conference USA does not have an all sports trophy. You know, the Sun Belt had the Vic Bubis Award, and 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 middle middle and Western dominated the Vic Bubis Award during the the twelve years or so that they were together in uh, in comp- in uh, the Sun Belt, and middle won it like eight times in Western four, something like that. Well, Conference USA doesn't have it, but, uh, but, you know, ADs and media relations people, they keep up with things. And, and, and I'm I'm not, I can't tell you that middle would have won the, an all sports trophy had they given it, but uh, middle did win more championships, more team championships, um, than any other school in Conference USA. So, and and one and uh, one more outright titles. So, uh, that's kind of interesting how, that they put that together. And um, the uh, I was looking here; they had best overall season in conference history. The Blue Raider teams won a Conference USA best six championships. That's six out of what seventeen sponsored sports. They won titles in women's cross country, women's basketball, women's outdoor track, men's tennis, men's golf, and a division championship in women's basketball. And, of course, several individual titles in, uh, in, uh, in track and field. So that was, that's uh, one of those things they put out and put up on the wall is, is most championships uh, during this past school year. So it's, it's the time of year for those kind of stories. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Chip Walters, voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, I I want to ask you about this because I know that it, this is not the first year that Conference USA will be on stadium, but a lot of people in my world um, are just now learning about stadium, the, the, the channel which covers and carries a lot of Conference USA games, including at least three this year for middle. They'll take on Marshall uh, October 2nd. That will be on stadium. The uh, the Western Kentucky game on November 6th will be on stadium. And then, of course, at FAU, which, by the way, I guess if you're going to be um, – if you're going to be traveling on Thanksgiving weekend, Florida Atlantic's <laughs> not a bad place to be going. <laughs> No, there are worse spots. I mean, I remember looking at last year's schedule, uh, you know, about this time of year before everything started falling apart and being reconstituted in different ways uh, across the country. We were we were looking at having to go to Yukon in November. Uh, now it's uh, it's a much more palatable October twenty second. <laughs> Uh, of this year, but you're right. Uh, being in Boca, uh, you know, fortunately in November, okay, the sixth, okay, you got an afternoon in November, you got an afternoon game at Western. 
uh, and that is the big, that's one of the big stories I think of, of, since we last spoke is we now have game times and, mm-hmm. and TV channels and all that. And, and, um, but Western for an afternoon game, FIU at home for an afternoon game, ODU home for an afternoon game, and then, uh, a night game, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, uh, at FAU. So not all bad. And in, in between there, uh, in between those last two football games, you've got a basketball trip to Cancun. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, so I'm, I'm, uh, trying to work out details and, 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 uh, going in on bended knee to, uh, say, Hey, you know, I, I really need to make that trip. So, <laughs> well, I so, hope you, I hope you have better luck than I did because in a former life, I had Vanderbilt basketball playing in Puerto Rico and Vanderbilt football playing at Wake Forest gets where I went. <laughs> well, I understand that. The, the, what I'm saying is the good thing about this is that trip, uh, is with, or the games are Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, between between the two football games so there's there's a chance so i'm saying saying there's there's a chance chance. there's a chance there (laughs) you go i guess you know what i kind of wanted to talk about was this stadium channel is available over the air yes if you have if you have well and i'm not sure which cables you can probably tell me on that but i know like in my office here i've got a tv that that i that i you i do pluto and Whatever right. else on my smart on my smart TV, but also have a uh, an antenna, the cheap, just the cheap antenna that plugs in. I've got it stuck in the window, and I get it's on what fifty eight point two or something like that. Yeah, so you, I mean that's pretty cool. Like the fact that you can just you know anybody with an antenna can watch this game. Now, like you said, it's on Pluto, it's on YouTube, it's on all those other you know Zubo and Zebo and Fubo and all the. <laughs> all the bows, uh, but like, that's pretty cool that, that you guys, you know, the conference USA as a whole is able to, to put games over the air like that. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing that is, and you know, the biggest complaint conference USA fans have is we're, is that we're always chasing to where, where is, where are the games? Uh, you know, there's, there's not a, they, they can't just, I mean, and that's what, you know, like SEC fans, they know, okay, it's going to be either on one of the ESPNs or on, uh, SEC network pretty much every, every game. And, and at the and, same time. You know, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, when, you know, in Conference USA, you are having to chase around a little bit. The ESPN plus and more and more people are, becoming much more savvy about ESPN plus and that that is I think has grown a good bit stadium I think you're right is is kind of a a, a well-kept uh, secret that's pretty good uh, but you know to have you know there's a conference USA game of the week basically on CBS sports network every week and that's that's kind of home base I guess for whatever one of the biggest games is of the week and then the others are kind of farmed out but but there's you know almost every conference usa football game you can find and watch it somewhere whether it's over the air or cable channel or on a a streaming platform um 
and uh, so it, 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 that came out this past week in the home games uh, this year. But the uh, uh, just so you know, uh, schedule wise, Labor Day weekend, Saturday night uh, against Monmouth, six o'clock. Monmouth was in the one double A playoffs this year, lost to Sam Houston, who ended up winning the whole thing. Uh, you mentioned Marshall will be a night game on October 2nd. It's on stadium. Uh, then this, after going back to back after that to Liberty and UConn, the schedule then kind of turns in middle's favor uh, after just a brutal first month and a half of, of having to go on the road uh, a ton. But you've got Southern Miss uh, at home. That will be a 2.30 game. Uh, you've got FIU and Old Dominion at home. So you got an interesting home schedule. Only five games, but uh, hopefully that gets turned around as well uh, into the future. But uh, and, I, and I just have a sneaky feeling that, you know, if, if Middle can get through this September gauntlet of three straight road games uh, and then the, and then, uh, or actually it'll be five game five out of six on the road because you've got at Virginia Tech, at UTSA, at Charlotte, which, by the way, that's a Friday night game. Then you home for Marshall. There's your consolation prize for coming home. You get Marshall. And then you go Then you go to Liberty and UConn uh, in, in over a three-week span with an open date in there. If they can get through that gauntlet okay, I, I, this team, I think, is has some real loaded – talent in positions that you want it to be you've got a I'm, I'm really impressed with what I've seen so far with Bailey Hockman at quarterback you you're if you can keep your running backs healthy you've got the two transfers that sat out last year plus Mobley uh coming back and then you've got every wide receiver you had a year ago uh coming in along with some additions so uh, I think this team offensively has a chance to be pretty good. And on the defensive side, a lot of your key guys, you've got uh, you've got your two safeties are both back uh, and are both older players, both expected to have good years. And, you know, uh, how, how are your, you know, what are you going to be up front? So there's, I think there's a lot to be excited about. And hopefully folks will come out uh, July 28th when, uh, when the old blitz arrives into – uh, into the dimple and uh, over at Puckett's. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders. As you said, Chip, Blue Raider Blitz arrives at Puckett's in Columbia on Wednesday, June 28th from 12 noon to 1.30. The rest of that schedule is available on the website at GoBlueRaiders.com, but they'll be in Mount Juliet, Shelbyville, Franklin, Nashville, Smyrna, and, of course, in Murfreesboro. Chip, appreciate you taking some time with us this Monday morning and look forward to visiting with you again next week. All right, fellas. Y'all have a good week. Thank you, sir. All right. All right, so that was Chip Walters and talking a little Blue Raiders everything today. Mm. I love Stadium. Stadium is really cool. If you haven't checked it out, they have some really good programming on there, uh, and you can get it for free on over the air and on Pluto TV. Free is good. Free is good. Free is good. So, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Braves 
as we're both wearing our Braves gear today after the two game. <laughs> Got to wear when you can. Hey, well, yeah, pick your spots. Yeah, we're not yep. 500 yet, so <laughs> we're good to go. We'll talk about the Braves on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back in the Lee Company studio. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint chris yamo Patton, coach mike in the lee company studio coming to you live from wkom in columbia direct gotta love it as we are talking Braves in this segment because if uh, in case you're listening, our favorite Dodgers fan, <laughs> Pernell Knox is out there. If I he was if he was listening, he, he just turned it off. <laughs> hey, no doubt. Oh man, the reigning Cy Young Award winner comes into Atlanta yesterday and facing a an offense that was. Kind of one took Austin Riley out and put Dansby Swanson of all people in the cleanup hole, and now Dansby Swanson is hitting a thousand as a cleanup hitter in Atlanta. <laughs> so there's that. Oh man, it was a crazy day. Starts off with uh, Ronald Acuna bat flipping a walk because uh, he almost got hit again. <laughs> And not Ronald. Go figure. From there, I'll tell you, man, the Braves just looked really, really good. Acuna's 0 for 4, three strikeouts, left seven on base yesterday. Jeez. Those aren't numbers that would portend a Braves victory over anybody, particularly the Dodgers. And well, you know, it's so funny because it it just so happens I've seen this movie before. And it's not <laughs> you know how it ends. I, huh? I, I mean, kind of it's kind of weird, but I've seen teams in at every level of baseball and in softball who when they are playing the the better teams 
it always ends up being the bottom half of the lineup that seems to come through. I don't know why, but it's amazing. And Andrew Enciarte, uh, Almonte, Heredia, of course, Ozzy what, had. What, what, what are you more surprised about, Dansby Swanson in the four spot or Abraham Almonte, who we saw when I we went you. and saw the uh, the Sounds and the Stripers in the five spot? I told you. I told you when we brought him up that I thought dude was a, a great option, even if he does wear a neon sleeve. <laughs> just kind of odd, but whatever. Uh, that's I, I thought he was the best option we had in left field, and it's proved to be pretty, you know, telling. And Snitker pressing the right buttons when he pinch hit for Almonte with Guillermo Heredia, who singled and scored in the eighth. Yeah, I mean. It just, it, it, it's just, it's fantastic to see guys like Ender Enciarte and Heredia and Almonte and Dansby, who's struggled up to the last three weeks or so. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great to see those guys coming on because if we can ever put it together and have the entire lineup one, one through eight hitting the way that they're hit, you know, some of them are hitting now and some of them hit earlier this year. It, it it's dangerous. This lineup is very would, dangerous. Would Snitker know what to do with it if everybody was playing oh, well at the Jesus. same time? I, I just, would anybody? <laughs> would I just say would anybody know how? I mean, because it, it's it's like when it becomes more difficult to put your lineup together because everybody's hitting versus because everybody's not. <laughs> yeah, because nobody's hitting. Yeah, yeah. that's that's great the thing. problem to have there. And then the bullpen, by the way. Holy crap, they acted like it was the NLCS again. I think that's what, as a Braves follower, you want it to look like. Freed going six-plus, giving up one earned run, striking out four, and then he hands it off to Mentor, who goes an inning, Martin, who goes an inning, and Will Smith. Now, we could have done without the Albert Pujols home run there in the top of the ninth. I mean, could we, though? As much as I hate the guy because he's played for two of our biggest rivals – you got to respect him, and if that's the last time he ever hits in 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 Atlanta, it's almost storybook. Well done. Give him a pat on the butt. Well, we're we're and, up and three. A, who cares? He's a pro too. Yeah. You know, there's, there's there's a reason why he's as well known as he is and I stuff love like that. that. Guy. The, the guys the guy's good, and you can't you can't shut him down every time. No, you're not going to shut him down every time. I'm I'm kind of I'm torn on Pujols just. For the way he left St. Louis, you know, he made it sound like it wasn't about the money, it wasn't about the money, and then he left. For the money. For the money, yeah. Certainly wasn't about winning championships. Clearly clearly it wasn't. But, you know, I mean, I don't mind guys going and getting the money. Get every last cent you can get because when you can't get it, you can't get it. Just don't tell me it's not about it and then – Obviously, it's about it. Right. right. No, no I, I get that. I'm just saying, as, as a ball player, you can't not respect that dude. And well done to him. But, yeah, yeah. you're right. I mean, Smith, fortunately, it was just a solo home run yeah. in, instead of something with folks on base. So, but, yeah, I mean, 
I would not have thought that the Braves were going to win two of three in this series on Thursday. And certainly not after that 9-5 debacle on Friday. So, kudos to them. Yeah, I, well. Played some pretty good ball this weekend. After the one-inning debacle. The rest of the game, the Braves played great. Oh, <laughs> Just God. take the one eight-inning run out and you're good. Jeez. Oh, man. That's, any, any time you as a pitching staff hold a team to four hits <laughs> and you give up nine runs. Something ain't right. There, there's a lot that ain't right. You've walked in two runs. I'm, 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 Minter got out of a jam yesterday. I mean, yeah. two hits from Freed. They got runners on first and second. Minter comes in and gets three pop-ups, and we're going to the, yep. <laughs> to the uh, eighth. I mean, and then you throw, which Shane Green warmed up, and then they ended up throwing Martin and Smith. But I'm personally, if our bullpen consists of Luke Jackson, A.J. Minter, Chris Martin, Will Smith, Shane Green, I'm here for it. What about Tyler Matzik? And, and Matzik hasn't been bad. Yeah. But he's not a guy that you have to use unless your starters can't go. Yeah. You know, five but, innings. And, then, and that's what it is. That bullpen that you mentioned there all rests on being able to get into the sixth for sure At least with your to starters. The At least through five and into the six. If you can get five, I'm good with it. Even if, I mean, at four, I'm not even, I'm not too mad because, again, we've got five guys who can pitch an inning. Now, if one of them stinks that night, Mm -hmm. then you're in trouble. But if you're a starter, you should be able to go six. Now, here's the thing. I agree. And we've talked, we talked at the beginning of the year about this. We talked with George Plaster about this when we had him in studio. You know, coming off of a 60-game schedule from last year, ramping back up to 162 games this year, yeah, you're not going to be able to throw guys the way you threw them last year. I think you're going to see some spot starters as we get deeper into the season, that kind of thing. That's that's one reason I think the Dodgers are going to be so dangerous. I mean, David, David Price did not throw very well yesterday. But the fact that you've got a starter – like him, you know, coming out of your bullpen right now, when you've got some spot starts that need to be made and you've got a guy like that, you know, how you handle your pitching over this season in particular, your starting pitching coming off of last year is going to be paramount to getting to October, I think. And that's why Tucker Davidson is so important to this club, to the Braves. Well, and – and – once Waskar and Enoa gets back, so stupid. Um, <laughs> it makes me so mad. But, I mean, it's going to be like trading for a guy. If he comes back throwing the way he threw before he hurt himself, Yep. you know, that's going to be huge. I, you're not telling me, man. I'm, I'm, I think if this team, which is what, two – Two and a half, three games out of first. I have no like idea. That. I've not looked at the standings. I'm, um, I'm looking at 500. Well, there's that. Um, I mean, this is a team that yeah, you know, three and a half games out of out of first. All right, and honestly, 
they've not put their best team on the field at any point this year. If we get to July All-Star break Mm -hmm. and we're still within striking distance, it could be dirty. I mean, August and September. Because then you're looking at you're close to getting Enoa back. You, know, you should have him back middle of July. They said six weeks, right? You know, you're going to start talking about whether Soroka is going to come back or not. Again, I just assume not see him this year. Yeah. But, you know, Davidson's going to have some starts under his belt by then. You know, Bryce Wilson, when he has started, has, has looked pretty good. Ian Anderson at times has looked great. He's looked really bad at other times, but he's looked good at times. Yeah. He's young. He's a guy that – that he and Bryce Wilson are guys that... And, and I think we forget how young Bryce Wilson is. Dude's, what, 23? Yeah. He's the same age as Enoah. I mean, these are these are guys that... And I tell you, if you had told me one of them had broken their hand punching a bench, I would have bet on Wilson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> oh. uh, I, that guy would have been le- least likely... Of any brave pitcher, I, I just never would have expected that. That's crazy. Anyway, um, yeah, sounds. <laughs> you you did it. It's yeah, all what, your fault. Whatever. Hey, I'm. I don't think it was all my fault. I just think I had the crystal ball out. You know, after uh, after that 15 game winning streak, they've now lost three straight, falling three two last well yesterday at Charlotte in a rain shortened. Seven inning affair. It was their third straight loss. They, because they haven't hit. They were shut out twice on Friday and Saturday, and then the two runs on Sunday. Yeah. So, but it's it's also, you have to remember that they've got a lot of guys who are at the big club right now mm-hmm. who would normally have been in Charlotte over the weekend. The, the, I'm not the saying, division leading I'm just saying. big club, by the way. Absolutely. So the Sounds 21 and 8, they're off tonight. They um, split that series over at Charlotte, that six game series. They open a homestand at First Horizon Park tomorrow against Indianapolis. Weather permitting. Weather permitting. Sounds are also off today, uh, 28 and 29. They open a three game series tomorrow at Philadelphia. That'll be a 6 o'clock, uh, 6.05 start, and it will not air. On 1037 because of Columbia American Little League. So, this day in Braves history. On June 7th, 2005, Brian McCann became the first Mississippi Braves player promoted directly to Atlanta. Mississippi Braves play in the double A, played in the Class AA Southern League. It was one of five. M. Braves promoted directly to Atlanta in 2005 and one of 10 total players that made their big league debuts that year. Um, that 2005 season, that was part of the, the Baby Braves Brigade. Um, total of 18 rookies debuted with that Braves team as they won the NL East title. And let me run some names of some of the other guys that debuted in Good 05. Times. Yeah. Wilson Bedamate, Blaine Boyer, Frank Brooks, who recorded one out in his one and only 2005 appearance. So you might have missed him. I was like, who? Kyle Davies was a guy who was really built up big. And I specifically remember him. Um, I think he debuted against the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park. No pressure there. Uh, Joy Devine was another one that you'd heard a lot about um, coming up through the system. 
<laughs> Jeff Francoeur was one of the baby Braves. Um, Chuck James, Kelly Johnson, mm. utility infielder who was on the Mets to Braves shuttle. Ryan Langerhans, Anthony LaRue, another one of those pitchers that you heard a lot about coming up through the system. Andy Marte, uh, McKay McBride, McCann, Pete Orr, um, Brian Pena, and Jorge Vasquez were those 18 baby Braves. That was was fun. Yeah, Frenchie, before he got on the Sports Illustrated cover and (laughs) – Looked like he was going to be the next great thing. Yeah, yeah, and and you know he was solid. He was. He just wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. Just a just a quick note before we go to our break. Uh, the Columbia Little uh, American Little League, I think, finished their regular season last week. So there's a good chance to break plus. They're going into All Stars, and I don't think they play for another week, so they can practice their teams and get ready to go. But also, plus, it's with the weather, rain. yeah, exactly. Plus the weather over it here in this part rain. of the yeah, here, it's gonna. So there's a good chance that the, if if you pay, you know, if you if you check with us tonight, uh, there's a good chance that or tomorrow, excuse me, good chance the game will be on. There's a great possibility. Yeah, uh, either way, we can, and, and I'll, I'll confirm that schedule. I'll confirm that schedule about the little league uh, for our show tomorrow. That'll work. All right, yeah, let's take a quick break because we do need to tell you about some NFL news, something, whatever. Uh, apparently, there was some news over the weekend that involved a local team. Uh, so, we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. One- hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Coming to you from the Lee Company studio right here in Columbia, Tennessee. My dad asked if uh, Freddie's still stolen base was legit or a weird scoring, and I said no, it was a double steal. Uh, so it's legit, a legitimate stolen base for Frederick Freeman. So. Freddie runs pretty well for a six-five guy <laughs> when he's got wind. I mean, he just he looks awkward because he's so tall. But I mean, long strides, yeah, long strides. <laughs> Speaking of somebody with long strides, <laughs> the Tennessee Titans have. Okay, so here's the deal: if it's my fault that the sounds got beaten are now on a three-game losing streak, it's also my fault that what you're getting ready to talk about happened as quickly as it did i i don't remind when we had andrew in here on friday Uh i said if it's gonna happen let's 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 get it over with one way or the other let's either get him here or get him somewhere else and get it done with well that's what happened on sunday 
the Tennessee Titans traded, traded <laughs> okay. a second round mm-hmm. pick. A second and a fourth. A fourth round pick. A second and 22, a fourth and 23. Got a sixth and 23. Got a sixth round pick. And oh, and <laughs> some guy named Julio Jones. 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 Some guy named Jones. Let's go, Jones. Let's go, Jones. Not Haley. No. But very, very close, similar sounding first names. Haley, Julio. You know, it's all the same. Uh, roll Tide. Roll Titans. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this this is something that Alabama fans have been want, wanted forever. Boy, could you imagine if Julio and Henry had played on the same team? Well, now you get to not imagine it. It's going to happen. And their quarterback, I have been in Twitter arguments all weekend about this because the story was that he wanted a big-arm QB who he could go run under balls and score touchdowns. Well, nobody thinks that Ryan Tannehill's that guy. And, and, I, do. and I don't know why. Yeah. What, I was going to say. What, would, what tells you that he's not the guy? He completed 50% of his deep balls last year. Here's my thing. I, the argument that I'm getting is, well, he, you know, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the top 10 arm strength. Okay. Who cares how far somebody can throw it? The point is to be able to catch it and score. That's say, the point. The other side of that is to put it where he can catch it. You know, yeah, I can throw it 100 miles, but can I put it where my it guy can catch it? If it matter how far you can throw it. If your guys can't get to the it. The guy yeah. from Nebraska or that ended up playing in NCA and T or whatever, the throw god or whatever, I, I, can't, I, don't even think, I can't even say his name right now. I don't even know his name. He would be in the NFL. But he's not. Because it doesn't matter if you can throw the ball 70 yards if you can't complete the pass. I just think a lot of people find it easy to dispel the Titans for whatever reason. They look for reasons to to disregard the Titans. And maybe I sound a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Inferior. But I just think that there's a lot of anti-Titan sentiment out there for no real good reason. I mean, mean, this this team now has four of the top players at their respective positions in the NFL. And Tannehill is one of those. Uh, I saw somewhere where somebody said that there are at least 25 teams that would rather have the quarterback they have than Tannehill. Out of no. 32, that's nuts. No. It wasn't an, an argument that I chose to get involved with, but it was one that I just kind of shook my head and, and scrolled past. But I mean, you're, this is a- – Yeah, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. I mean, Tannehill, to my mind, in this offense, and that's the key, it's one of the top 12 quarterbacks in the National Football League. I don't think there's any question there. This is a team that lost in the AFC Championship game to the Super Bowl winner, the eventual Super Bowl winner, Kansas City Chiefs, after kicking their butt for two and a half quarters. Okay? Last year, lost to the Ravens in the divisional round because they didn't have a defense. Now, 
you're talking about a team that no chance they don't just outscore people. And this just in, as I said to you off the air, a 41-38 victory counts the same as a 16-13 victory. Yeah. Well, it used to be that you know, you, the, the, the strategy against the Titans was to take Henry out of the game, make Tannehill be the one to beat you, because he, <laughs> but he only had one or two receivers. Now that he's got two may- A-plus receivers to, to throw to, you committing to taking Henry out of the game, now you've, you've opened yourself this- to some big, big problems. <laughs> big time. Because you've got two number ones. Two number guy- ones, and you've also got guys that have y- huge, y- what they call yak yards. Mm-hmm. Yards after catch. They can do something after they catch it. So they don't have to be that Daryl LaMonica bomber to get big yards out of them. Well, But the- he can. He can. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill made Corey Davis look like a number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Corey Davis in a Jets uniform is going to look like Corey Davis with Marcus Mariota. That's just the way it's, 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 that's the way it's going to be. I'm just here to tell you. Now, Teron Davenport, as you mentioned, how do you play defense against the Titans? Do you do a six-man box with five defenders outside? Well, that's okay. Derrick Henry won't mind. He's averaged 5.3 <laughs> yards per rush over the last two years against six-man fronts, only aver- averaging only 4.3 rushes per game against them. Because they get out of it. Because they get out of that quick. Now, oh, you want to do a seven-man box? This seems like makes sense, right? You got four defenders outside. Well, A.J. Brown eats here over the last three years. Brown is averaging a league-high 4.3 receiving yards per route run against a seven-man box. So, 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 who is most happy to see Julio Jones in Nashville? AJ Brown, Derrick Henry, or Ryan Tannehill? How about the offensive coordinator? No, he don't count. <laughs> He's the obvious. I mean, of, of those three, who is? I would say Derrick. Yeah, is probably the happiest. Now, do you want to go with an eight-man box? You want to stop Derrick Henry? This is the way, right? This is how you do it. No. Over the last five years, Julio Jones has 634 receiving yards against an eight-man box or 163 more than anybody else in the entire league. He's averaging 4.7 yards per route, running against eight-man fronts, best of any wide receiver with 100-plus of those routes run. Now, what are you going to do? How do you stop him? I wondered if you just... Blitz every play and hope you get home. If you don't, it's six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that is definitely there's a definitely feast or famine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you can get I, there, I, and if Tannehill can can see you coming at all, it's over. It's over. Yeah, because he's got one on one on the outside with one of the two. Here's the cool thing: is AJ Julio um, and jo- um, Reynolds. Uh, Yes. Reynolds, Josh Reynolds. Those three have all played outside and slot, so you can mix them up, move them and up guess, anywhere you want. It's going to be over. Guess who has been hasn't been mentioned at all? Berkser, yeah, is Kyle not Berkser, you know who, not who a bad option. There. So it's going to be crazy. We're going to talk I'm, more about this. I've never said in June I'm ready for football season, but I'm ready. I'm ready for football season. Yeah, we'll talk more about this this week. Join us tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel, for Mo Patton and Coach Mike. I'm Chris Yao on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, saying goodbye from the Lee Company studio and stay cool, cool Columbia.